Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, music artists named stands, homicidal serial killers with a love of manicures, a character stupider than Polnareff, cursing galore, and finally, the long-awaited return of the insanity that is JoJo's to this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Monger View, episode 360. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable. Hello everyone and welcome to a very special episode of the Spark and Monger View. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hey, it's Greta. And we're back for another fun-filled episode of this wonderful podcast. Now before we get any further and talk about all of our basic things, telling you about the podcast whatnot, I do have to let you all know, unfortunately, due to the situation that's currently going on in the world the pandemic known as covid19 the coronavirus anime boston has been canceled this is a shame because it is a con which is one of the bigger conventions it's a fan-run convention which is all volunteers so this was not an easy choice to make however the governor of massachusetts has made a decree that there can be no groups bigger than 25 people that have gathered together and this has made it kind of a moot point so, Even up being more than 25 people. Yeah, that's one of the bigger conventions. And unfortunately, that also means that I will not be a featured panelist this year. However, they did say I may be a featured panelist next year, so let's hope on that. And uh, safety first. Yes. We want everybody to be safe. Yes. And I still am working on the book. This actually gives me more time to hone the book. And actually, since I was originally going to be doing it in black and white, I can work on it and maybe get it in color. Wouldn't that be cool? get more images, make it look a little bit better. I mean, it looks awesome, but I'll just hone it a little more, right? Uh-oh, that means the one that we burnt, that we still use the picture for, we have to retake. No, but anyway, I digress, so... Joking aside... Um, if you were going to Anime Boston to see me, um, just to let you know, I am going to be releasing all the panels on our YouTube channel as YouTube videos, and hopefully this time they don't get taken down like it happened with Otakon last year, but I'm going to make sure that there is nothing really that they can take down. It'll be good. No worries. So with that in mind, let's get to the actual podcast at hand. Now, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connected and enhanced narratives. What does that mean? Well, every episode we talk about one or two manga titles and tell you the pros and cons about it, how the art style is, the overarching plot, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that we say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can find any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N. I guarantee you'll find us one way or the other. And if you want to leave us any comments or concerns, you can email me personally at Spirekin uh, on Twitter, or you can message me at Zan at Spirekin.com. Like us, follow us, and finally, if you want to do something really cool, go to tinyurl.com forward slash H-E-L-P-X-A-N, help Zan. That takes you to our Apple Podcast site where you can leave comments and most importantly, rate us. That Every time you leave a rating it's kind of like putting a tip in the tip jar because i don't charge for this podcast and it gives me a little more motivation to keep this podcast going because i love doing it but sometimes you need a little motivation and just it's like just gives me a good feeling inside right yes so i think that's enough of us pimping the podcast yes 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 oh and don't worry i will be showing up at other conventions hopefully as long as anime next is happening i've applied for them and if they don't happen i'm going to be applying for anime nyc Hopefully this whole situation gets taken care of sooner rather than later. Again, safety first. Safety first. I mean, I've heard some friends of the podcast, they actually did a virtual con online. So we'll figure out how this is all going to be done. So let's get to some news, shall we? Because a lot has happened in the magical world of, well, manga. And the big news is going to be that, well, one, uh... A bunch of more manga has been released for free due to the COVID virus. For this time, it's going to be Hakususha is releasing a bunch of stuff. Now they're releasing to Hana to Yume, Lala, and um, Future Card Buddy Fight and Card Fight Vanguard and Rebirth to You. So they're releasing some cool stuff. Also, the Prime Minister Shizuo Abe said the government's asking 
Elementary, junior high, and high school schools to close until the end of spring break in early April to contain the spread of the COVID virus. They're also encouraging children and others to stay home and to avoid large gatherings for the next few weeks. Also, venues and events such as Tokyo Disneyland, Universal Studios Japan, the Ghibli Museum, Niger Town, Anime Japan, and Shozoku Hobby Show have been closed, canceled, or postponed. And also, the WHO, the World Health Organization, reported that Japan has 284 cases of the virus with six deaths. And this does include the people who are actually on the Diamond Princess cruise ship. They actually are in their own category because they're currently like a ship without a country because no one wants them to dock. And But yeah, I don't mean to be depressing about it, but like the fact that all these mangakas are releasing their books for free, that's a nice thing they're doing. And it's also something that maybe... You know, other countries can emulate, like, you know, hey, we're Marvel Comics in the United States or DC. We're going to release all of our old stuff online for free for next month because you're going to be stuck at home. Right? That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be a fun little thing going on. Uh, what else is going on in this world? Well, you have a bunch of, well, you have a new mangaka, uh, a manga by uh, Shigeyuki Fukumitsu, who's releasing a manga about his life being a father. It looks <laughs> hard. He looks very hard. Uh, you also have um, two mangas ending. You have March Comes In Like a Lion or Shugetsu no Tobi, the spinoff, is ending. And as Miss Beelzebub likes, the manga is ending. That's one where, well, Demon is... Anyway, neither here nor there. You're getting a manga adaptation of Otoku no Shoshua, the essay by... Uh, uh, Shotaro Ikenami. That is a, if I remember correctly, it is a period piece essay, so going to int- be intrigued by that. Um, Hakuno no Ken, Ken no Gun Zakutachi no Banka, the manga finally ended. Actually, it ends tomorrow, March 18th. So this is Fist of the North Star, Elegini of the Keno, the story of the Keno himself. Rao, sama. Yes. Um, you have uh, Hikari Man, the manga ending with the 8th volume this fall something happier and well the final bit of big news is that the new california based manga company kaiten books has their first two releases they announced it friday two of them first one is loner wolf in another world or sorry loner life in another word hitori bochi no izakai koryaku and shed that skin ryogasaki san or mikasete ryakisan now Loner Life in Another World is about an Izekai where the person is essentially average loser, ends up in another world along with the rest of his class, and the only thing is everyone has beat him to the punch and getting all the cool power, so he has no abilities and he's just going to fly solo. Apparently Light Novel is really popular. We'll see how this goes. The other one is that uh, Shed That Skin Ryugasaki-san is a Monster Girl series where our main character is a lizard girl whose tongue is a chameleon, her hands are like a gecko, and she has a third eyelid. And she sheds her skins multiple times a year. And But she finds herself uh, the target of a classmate's affection. Guy's interested in reptiles, and he is very interested in her. So it's a romance between two individuals, which is kind of creepy on super crazy levels. Super creepy. Yeah. So we'll Not so creepy if you like lizards. Well, we can see how this goes. I'm just going to see where this manga company goes. Because they're a new manga company. It's always good to see new manga companies. And hopefully they have something interesting. Because this is a nice set of releases. It's not something weird. It's not something crazy. It's just basically light novel adaptations. So we'll see how they go. So now... That we're done with the news, let's get to the releases of the week. This came out on Tuesday the 17th, and I gotta say, there are some fun ones. And some weird ones and some terrible ones. First off, you had 20th Century Boys, The Perfect Edition Volume 7. This is, I believe, the last volume for 20th Century Boys, an awesome series about nostalgia by Naoki Urasawa. (laughs) Sorry? What was that? I gotta drink some water in a little bit. You have A Certain Magical Index, Volume 22, The Light Novel. 
of Witches, Printing Office Volume 2, which we reviewed in the last episode, so you know how that is. That's the story of a young girl who goes to another world and she ends up creating a magic cat because she's a magician. Okay, this works. You have Ajin Volume 14, Beastars Volume 5, Cocoon Entwined Volume 2, Delicious in Dungeon Volume 8. I'm surprised this... I thought we had more mangas of that series out, but whatever. Dimension W Volume 16, Dragon Ghost House Hunting Volume 4, the story of an impetuous dragon who actually goes looking for a house after he leaves his cave. It's kind of funny and weird in the same way, because it's like he goes to like realtors and he like says, I want to get a house. And they're like, you're a dragon. How can you pay? And he gives them some money. It's weird. Uh, Goblin Slayer Volume 7, Hatsuharu Volume 11, Hell's Paradise Jogokuraku Volume 1, how Not to Summon a Demon Lord, the manga, Volume 7. I'm Standing on a Million Lives, Volume 6. I'm Great Priest Imhotep, Volume 2. Kinryo Mosaic, Volume 10. Konosuba, God's Blessing on This Wonderful World, Volume 10, the manga. Laidback Camp, Volume 8. Livius Slash Est, Volume 3. My Youth Romance Comedy is Wrong as I Expected at Comics, Volume 13, the manga. No Guns Life, Volume 4. Reborn as a Polar Bear, Volume 3. Sacrificial Princess and the King of the Beasts, Volume 9. Saint Seiya, Sainta Show, Volume 9. Saint Young Men, Volume 2. And if you got the first volume of it, this is going to be a great release. And it's just a great series when we reviewed it. It's just very simple and they do a lot of work with what the story is about. You have Shibuya Goldfish, Volume 7. Smoking Paradise, Volume 7. So I'm a Spider, So What, Volume 7, the manga, but also So I'm a Spider, So What, Volume 8, the light novel. Something's Wrong With Us, Volume 1. That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, Volume 12. That Girl from the Other Side, Shui Aruin, Volume 8, the manga. Toilet Bound Hanukkah-kun, Volume 2. Triage X, Volume 19. Witch Hat Atelier, Volume 5. And Wonderland... Volume 5. So out of these series, the ones that I'm most interested in definitely are... You have uh, A Witch's Printing Office, because I really enjoy that series. You have Delicious in Dungeon, uh, Dragon Ghost House Hunting, No Gun Life Volume 4, Sacrificial Priestess, which I'm intrigued by, Reborn as a Polar Bear, Saint Young Men, and Soma Spider So What?, also, something wrong with us seems intriguing. I have no idea what it's about, but we'll see. And the ones I'm kind of sad that are still coming out are, like I said, I'm still surprised I'm standing on main lives is coming out. Delicious in Dungeon, I didn't think it was done. Ajin, I'm surprised, is still coming out. And a certain magical index, that series should have been done a long time ago. I don't even think it sells anymore. All I do is I see it at the discount manga booth every time I see that series. But you can disagree with me if you want. Which of these mangas are you interested in? What do you want to buy? Let me know at spirekinsgmail.com. Comment and concern. And so with that in mind, let's get to this long-awaited review that we've been trying to do for the last eight years. Because every time it comes up on the Wheel of Manga, something goes horribly wrong. Or we, or one of the co-hosts spins it and then it's, oh, they left. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about a manga which is considered... Crazy. Yes, this is actually... The, Bizarre, if you will. It is. It is the only... It is the fourth story arc of the only manga series that we reviewed on this podcast for the story arcs. Because each story arc is its own story. It's not just a, oh, this is Folly, the main character. It's it's Son Goku from Dragon Ball, and now he's got a new power. No, this... It's different, because it's a whole different setting, whole different world, and everything is slightly different. And sometimes some characters come over, sometimes not really. Now, this is a manga that was created by probably the most unusual man ever. A guy who I'm pretty sure is a vampire, because if you look at him from when he started doing this manga to now, and also some earlier pictures of him, he hasn't aged a day. I'm pretty sure he had a stone mask on his face at one point. Uh, Hirohiko Araki. And this is published by Shuisha. And the English publisher for this is Viz Media. It originally came out in 1992 to 1995 with... 18 volumes, there's a live-action movie covering the first part of this movie, and there's a TV series that came out in 2016 that is um, a very faithful adaptation, even though it looks very different from the other source material, I've got to say. And uh, 
What is the name of this amazing series? JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yes, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Diamond is Unbreakable. Now, if you've been a long-time listener, or if you're someone who hasn't listened to the podcast too much, I reviewed the third story arc, Stardust Crusaders, back in episode 115, which was December 22nd, 2010. It's been nine years and two months since I reviewed it last. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yes. And things have changed since then, and... So, like JoJo is still bizarre. Yes, it is. And so, to catch you up to speed in the last story arc, long story short, longtime series villain Dio suddenly appeared. He had he had stole the body of Jonathan Joestar, his longtime arch rival. He appeared. He is going to have revenge on the world by creating a new ability in this world called a stand. They're called stands because they stand behind you. Why do they stand behind you? We don't know, but they're there, and only certain people have this weird ability. And so, Joseph Joestar, the grandson of Jonathan Joestar, decides to conscript his grandson, Jotaro Kujo, Jojo, to come and save the day and fight. And they're going to go hunt down Dio and stop him. And along the way, they fight lots of stand users, not including one guy whose stand is a car, one guy whose stand is a gun. You had a gorilla whose stand is a boat. You had a stand user. And it's not just any boat. It's a huge, like, Matson truck moving. Like a huge freighter trip. Right. Yeah. You had the uh, one who had the greatest uh, stand ever in that one, which is a manga that tells the future. Uh, those were brothers. Thank you very much. No, one had it. No, he, no. True. The one had it. Yes. And then, of course, we cannot forget uh, the greatest stand user who is a friend of Jotaro, um, the user of The Fool, Iggy. <sighs> I like Iggy. We miss you, Iggy. You, you went out of boss. You killed Vanilla Ice. Yes, we cannot forget. All of the villains have names based on real musicians. I'm still irritated they killed Iggy off after he lost a foot. You know, Pet Shop was a little bastard, and Pet Shop got his head exploded. He got what was coming to him. Yes. And so, all that's happened at the end, one of the greatest fights ever, Jotaro faces Dio after Dio, absorbs the power of Joseph in a great fight, including usage of a steamroller, and we discover, what about uh, Star Platinum? It can stop time. Just like Dio's The World. And Joe Taro is able to defeat Dio, and that is the end of this story. For now. For now. Now we come to Diamond is Unbreakable, and this takes place in the small town of Morio, located in S-City in M-Prefecture. And this is a super sleepy town where it's like a vacation town. Not much is going on. People go to there to relax, and nothing really weird is going on. And there's a kid there named... Koichi Hiroshi. And he's a new kid who bumps into the most popular kid in school, Josuke Higashikata, who is like soon to be his best friend. And he ends up. Who has epic hair? He has a pompadour. You don't mess with his hair. You don't mess with, with Josuke's hair. And they end up becoming friends and they end up meeting a very familiar figure. Who shows up? Jotaru. In new clothes. He's no he's, he's no He's no longer in his schoolboy schoolboy uniform. Now he's in this like He's in a trench coat, he has a different symbol on his hat. He looks grown up. Because this has been But he still has the same hat which at some point either becomes hair or his hair becomes the hat. We're not sure. Yes. And he's arrived to this town because of a weird reason. Two reasons. First reason is that Joseph Joestar, who's now a bajillion years old, actually it's been six years since um, Stardust Crusaders. So it's six years later, and Joseph is getting along in years. He is filling out his will, and we find out that... There's another uh, surprise. Yes, he wasn't exactly faithful to Holly... And uh, he, he had it. No, he was. He loves her. And he's been faithful to her for years. But he had a little indiscretion about 
14 years ago, 15 years ago. And so Jotaro is there to meet his uncle. Yep. Who is Josuke. And he's got to tell him, yeah, listen, you, um, you're getting hey. a third of this money. I'm your nephew. and We have the same uh, bloodline. And you discover that Josuke also has a stand. Very different. It's not Star Platinum. It's Crazy Diamond, which, very similar to Star Platinum, has the ability of auto, 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 except... He can also heal. He fixes things. He touches things and he can repair it to how he remembers it. So if you remember something really good, it'll look exactly the same. If he doesn't remember it, or if he thinks it differently, it's going to look different. Early on, someone makes fun of his hair and he uses Crazy Platinum, or Crazy Diamond, to mess up his face. Because he's like, I don't remember what his face looked like. So his nose is broken and he, he just goes from a very handsome guy to looking like a troglodyte. Because he talked about the hair. Yes, because that's a big deal. Anyway, so. It's a big pompadour. It deserves a big deal. It does. And so we find out what's going on is the other reason why Jotaro is in Morio is that Jotaro is now working for the Speed uh, Wagon Foundation. And Joseph used his power of Hermit Purple to discover that there's something weird going on in the town. Like an evil image has been appearing over the town. Also in the image, there's a weird man with a mustache. A short old man. They don't know what it is, but it's like it's almost like menacing the town. So something's wrong in the town. And you find out that a bunch of people in the town have stands. And you also get the reason why stands exist. And their explanation, as opposed to, oh, it's because you have the psychic ability to, to have stands. Their explanation is... That there's an ancient bow and arrow that was shot. And when you're shot with that massive arrow, you either become a stand user and gain magical mythical powers, or you die. Those are your two options. So, yeah. Even though... Joseph, Jotaro, and Josuke were never shot with the arrow. Other people magically get stands. Yeah. Yep. Bizarre. That's how it goes. So now he's trying to hunt down this bow and arrow and what's going on. And at first you have these two brothers who have the bow and arrow. You have the Nijimura brothers. Uh, one is Keicho and one is Okuyasu who have two really cool... Uh, They're not the sharpest tools in the shed. Well, you have to admit that uh, Keicho has a really cool stand. Bad Company is really awesome. It's a bunch of little army men. <laughs> I think it's like every boy's dream to be able to command their little green army men. And then Okuyasu's ability is that he will swipe. He, he eats air. Like, he makes air disappear. And during this fight, Koichi, who has just been a nobody, ends up getting shot with an arrow. He's going to die, but Josuke heals him, so because of that, he inadvertently gets a stand. And his stand is a little more weak than other ones, because it starts off as an egg and has to evolve over time. It's not weak, it just starts off slow. It's a, ba it's a baby, and it's called Echoes. It's actually one of my favorite stands. And from here on out, it gets into more craziness as you discover what's going on. They keep trying to hunt down the arrow. The arrow gets ended up getting captured by other people and then eventually we meet the big bad of the series who's hinted at throughout the first half of the story arc because for some reason a bunch of people have been murdered and you see this guy with blonde with light hair appearing who's being a little he's unusual creepy he's being like you notice him like in the it's first unsettling. like the first chapter you see a girl um talking to her husband and the next scene you see is just her hand on the table and you know it's her hand, because he gave her a ring. And it's the ring on the table. And it turns out this evil villain is uh, Yoshikage Kira, an office worker who is not really an office worker. He's a serial killer. And he's got one of the most, probably, badass stands ever. Uh, killer Queen, which you could say is just as good as the world, or you could say it's even better than the world. Because this also throws another loop in, because you discover that if you get if you have a stand and you get shot with an arrow, you get another stand. You get an upgrade to your stand. So, yeah. 
and there's a lot of characters, and like with most um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, you have a lot of enemies, a lot of heroes. This one's a little different than Stardust Crusaders because a lot there aren't as many enemies. Most of the people are just start off as like it's usually just a misunderstanding, and then they just become friends. Like the ones who are bad are just bad, like Red Hot Chili Pepper and Bad Company, and of course Killer Queen, those guys are the bad guys. But then everyone else is just kind of misunderstandings. But you have some very strange stands. But then they become good people. I mean, to explain some of these stands, uh, let's see now, what what were some of the stands that that, that we had, uh, you had, besides the ones we've talked about? Um, trying to think here. You had Earth, Wind, and Fire with a character who thinks he's an alien or is an alien. We don't know. You have Stray Cat who, well, Stray Cat was a cat who has a stand user who ends up dying and becoming a plant cat who's really adorable. Just is Super cute. I love how it like plays with stuff, but it's kind of evil. It's not evil. It just, if something threatens it, it shoots out air because that's what he does. Like Iggy using dirt. Out of dirt. This one just shoots air to kill you. That is that is true. Right, thank you. That is true. And I love kitties. Let's see. You also have a what is the girl's name? The girlfriend. You have the Cinderella. Oh yes, the Cinderella stand, which it it allows you to switch your face because the and find your true love and have them fall in love with you. And there's one stand which pretty much was stolen from Flame of Recca. It is just a hair stand, which makes you har har pun. Not intended, but it gives you the ability to move your hair around. It's a little... Well, hold on. It's also a little creepy. I didn't know I had a thing about hair or being choked by hair. And the the hair stand is just a little... It's just kind of ridiculous. It really is. It's just... It's all over the place. And also the user is completely... She's, um... Crazy. She's crazy. She's... She's crazy. She's, uh... She's in love. She's romantic. And she's passionate. It's love deluxe. But let's see now. Um, crazy. You had one stand, which is just... It's... It's like... To th- to th- if you thought that the boat stand or the car stand was insane, one of the stands is an electrical tower. Oh, yeah. That one actually was super cool. Yeah. The whole deal is it's your... It's an independent stand that traps a person so it's not the person controlling it it's on its own but it always has to have a person there yeah i mean there's a couple of independent stands the other big independent stand is cheap trick who his thing is if you look at him you he kills you and then goes to someone else uh you had boys to men which the which has really strange rules where boys to men is you have to be defeated Two times, but you have to win in a competition three times. So it's like out of five times, you have to win out of three in order to get power. And it's kind of complicated. Um, you had the harvest stand, which is actually really cool because all it is, it's a bunch. It's an army stand because this introduces clusters. So you have like kind of like military, like little, uh, what is it called? Like a cluster of stands that do stuff for you. Like harvest just collects stuff. It's like, um, it's also like a copy. It's almost like a copycat. It's one stand that's. There's a million of them. You can send them out. It's like one of the farthest reaching stands, I think. Yeah. Like you can tell it to go find miscellaneous coins that are lost, you know, that roll behind a machine or accidentally get thrown away. And they all go find them, collect them, and bring them back. They harvest. They're pretty, it's a pretty weak stand, but it it has lots of applications. Although I think that would probably be the stand I would want if I had one. Yeah. The other cool stand we have to we cannot forget the two big stands of the series the standouts. First off, you have Pearl Jam, who's who's used by the trendiest cook ever, whose name is Tonio Trusardi. And what is Pearl Jam? He makes the most perfect food for you. That he looks at you, determines what your health issues are, and then makes food for you that will fix you. So it's kind of horrific in the moment, but then you're fixed. So it's a stand that's job is to heal you by causing stuff. I would love to see have Pearl Jam food. I think it would be delicious, and then I'd be all fixed. 
that'd be kind of cool. I like Pearl Jam and the other one, my personal favorite stand, because I do like Echo. I like Pearl Jam too. I love Echo, but the one who I like a little more than that is Heaven's Door or and his stand user, Rohan, who is out of his freaking mind. Rohan Kishibi, who... He's a mangaka. We're pretty sure that he is just the... Um, the avatar of Hirohiko Araki because he's a great artist. He's great. In in order to hit, do his art, he needs to do things. Like, you know, he has to understand how things work, how buildings are. Maybe he sees animals. He has to understand how they look, how they feel, how their insides work. You know, maybe even how they taste. Yeah. Ew. But he has a very versatile stand because his stand opens you up like a manga and he could read everything about you. Like a book. But he also can write down things in it like you cannot hurt Rohan and then you, you can, cannot hurt Rohan some stands can can mess with it though later on but it's a pretty powerful Rohan I do like how it's a cool looking stand it looks like a it looks like his mangaka character pink dark boy because it's a, it's got the top hat and the cape and the bowler and that's kind of cool and it's triggered in a weird way. You have to actually read his comic book in order to to get it. But he can also steal memories. And he starts off kind of as... He's not bad. He's just dedicated to his work. And it's like his favorite... Obsessed almost. And the thing is, he's like, he's like, Kyoshi, you're my best friend. And Kyoshi's like, you tried to kidnap me and kill me. He's like, no, I just wanted to know more about you. You were just so interesting. Yeah. There's, like, we just go on, like, we haven't even got into the invisible baby yet. <laughs> yes, yes there, there's you heard a, us right. There's an invisible baby. A baby has a stand power, and her power is to become invisible. And also, we do have to bring in the fact that eventually, Josuke does meet his dad. And in the last six years, Joseph Joestar went from being a Mr. Awesome in old school Indiana Jones looking guy with a robot arm to... I'm a senile old man who wears 50 layers and an old man hat. He actually was, reminds me of, like, Chuck Norris. You know, in the days of Chuck Norris. He oh, when like, he was younger? Yeah, Chuck Norris. There, was, there wasn't anything Chuck Norris couldn't beat up or fix or do. He was like one punch man. Because when he was young, he was awesome and he looked very flamboyant. Then he got a little more Indiana Jones looking and now he looks like just a decrepit old man. Yep. But... Part of me thinks it's an act because he does act like old man, but then he picks up things and he's pretty sharp. So, part act, part truth. Yeah, it's interesting. And from here, it gets into the story of them trying to find Kira and stop him from what he's doing because he has been killing people for 15 years and they're trying to catch him. And he's being also helped by his dad, who is dead. Who's stuck in a Polaroid picture? That's right. He's in a Polaroid. <laughs> and he can control anything in that Polaroid as long as it's the picture. Yeah, it's So you take a picture of a picture, you can trap him. It's it's completely and like with most bizarre. It's completely bizarre. Jojo lives up to its name. And like we said, the best thing about um Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is it's not the typical shonen action hero. Oh, I'm going to lose the battle and then I have to power myself up in another way. That's not how this works. It's here's my moveset. I might be able to learn a couple of things new, but for the most part, I'm stuck in this. This is my power set. I can't do anything else. And you have to learn to be smarter than the other person. And it's a lot of outsmarting. And that's one of the more interesting parts about it is because... I would say it's very thoughtful. It is very thoughtful, and it's like um, just how they have to work around some of these issues. It's And it's kind of about you have to know your own weaknesses. So, you know, if you know that this is a weakness of yours, but this is a strength, how do you protect against that? Like a perfect example is that Josuke can heal other characters as long as they aren't dead. But he cannot heal himself. And this comes to bite him in the ass a bunch of times. He has to hurt himself in order to do it, or he can... Well, anyway. And on the same front, you have... Uh, who's another one who has a big weakness? It's um, 
trying to think of some one of the more the more interesting ones. I can't, don't want to go like the obscure ones, like Rat or like which Rat is a, a rat who has a tank. His stand is a tank. It's a rat-sized tank, to confirm. But it is a tank and can shoot a missile. Which turns you into liquid mush. It melts you. It's it's kind of gross. It's not kind of gross. It's super gross. Or like Red Hot Chili Pepper, whose power is that he's about electrical abilities. So he, he has to buy electricity. So you could trap him if you get him far enough away, but then... And if it's a weak current, then he's weaker. If it's next to a lot of power, he's super strong. So it's how to outsmart these characters. And that's one of the cool parts about it. Also, Star Platinum is back. And now, officially, he's Star Platinum the world. Well, they don't... According to the manga, he doesn't get that title until Jolene. But he's essentially... Every time he uses his power, it's now Star Platinum. Either auto, 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 or the world. And then he freezes time and then time has started again so he's very like dio but he's matured a little bit and he's not as jerky josuke at first seems like a very polite kid but he's like jotaro was like he cursed at his mom but he loved his mom and he was just he's honorable josuke is i'm gonna be very nice but i will scam you if i have a chance yes so we've seen all the jo- like First one, Jonathan was super, super straight arrow. Joseph was straight arrow, but he had a couple of little flaws here and there. Josuke, a little more. Uh, Jotaro, a little more than Josuke is a lot more. Very different. So we're just seeing it progressively get more and more. The arrow and how they act, their morality is a little more flexible at this point. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. The morality is flexible. And you have a great you have a great secondary cast and unlike last time which had a 80% loss rate, this one I think only two of the no of the those are side characters. Of the main crew, I think none of them die. They just get injured. All Bad them. guys die. No, but I mean, uh, the, like you know how it was in Star Stardust Crusaders, it was the five yeah. or six. They were fine. In this one, there's seven, and they're fine. But some of the background characters die. Like one character who was super innocent, just a little greedy. He was a, he was the youngest stand user so far, except for the baby. He's the second youngest stand user, and he died be, for a dumb reason, which wasn't fair, I think. And then you had the Cinderella die. But everyone else, and slight spoilers. We should have said there's spoilers, but this is this came out in 1995. It's been over 15 years. Yeah, it's not new. Well, 25 years, so we can it gets statute of limitations, just a little bit. And I like the naming convention of this one that they've changed the naming convention a little bit. It's no longer the we're gonna use we're gonna name it after. A color and then whatever the um, tarot card is now it's just they're named after bands that's it and that becomes a naming convention for the rest of the series which I like yes except for hermit purple because hermit purple is just hermit purple and it's like leftover yeah and so I don't. I want to go. I would go totally into this and go over every little aspect there, of this. The point of it is that there are so many interesting side characters. You don't lose your main characters. They weave in and out. There's a lot of different stands. It's totally insane and completely bizarre. But that's JoJo's bizarre adventure. I think it gives you enough content to have. Like, there's no filler moments it's not overly exciting like it's just unbelievable 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 like it's a good storyline there's a good plot there's random interesting stuff throughout the whole thing i think the entire thing is strong it's a really strong series and now comparing it to the series thank you nothing well story arc this is we're covering the arc, and compared to the rest of the series this is i think one of the stronger story arcs because it does so well with what's going on it does develop the characters and it does a lot with it 
Um, a lot of people will say that Stardust Crusaders is their favorite. I enjoy this one a little bit better because you have Jotaro being more mature and he's kind of a guiding figure. And Josuke is an interesting character. Also, all the characters, this one's not as globetrotting. It's not the, oh, we're in England and then we're going to, you know, we're going to chase after him to an abandoned castle. And then let's go castle. on a submarine and then we'll go from here. The, la the last one was a globetrotting from Japan to Egypt. And then before that, it was, we're going to start in America, and then we're going from America to Cuba, and then Cuba to Mexico, and Mexico to Rome. And Yeah, this, this entire thing takes place in the one city. And it's it's a lot more vicious than the other ones, because the other ones were, oh, a stand user will show up, and he'll kill maybe a couple of people randomly. This one, the, the people who are killed, it's more shocking, and it's much more, like, the villains are a little more sinister in this. It's like, oh, I used the bow and arrow because I was just screwing around with it and I either killed people or I turned them into stand users and the stand users are crazy. It's like one guy is just killed because he has a stand and his stand kills him and then finds someone else. Yep. The guy wasn't doing anything wrong. I mean, but then again, you had like, this, you had um, the one stand user in Stardust Crusaders who killed a girl, made her into a baby. Because of time Fetus. reversion. Yeah, the time reversion guy was a freak. He got what's coming to him. Yes, he did. Not as many stand users as, as Stardust Crusaders, but these are much more varied and much more crazy. Also, the other thing is that unlike how um, Jonathan and Joseph looked when they were in their prime, we're starting to see that the characters are starting to get a little more... Um, how would we put this... A little more mature, runway modely. Oh yeah, they walk like they're smuggling something between their butt cheeks. Yes, they're looking a lot more. Or maybe not that quite. They they're, sashay. They're looking more feminine at this point. They went from being, I am super manly man with no neck and five billion, and muscles on top of muscles on top of muscles on top of muscles. To being more, they're willowy and they're more like looking like models. Yeah, and that's actually still very strong, muscular models, but models. They're still kick-ass in there. They're gazelle-like. Yes, they are gazelle-like. And I could totally go on more about this and about all the other craziness behind it and how, um, but. In interviews, Araki said that he wanted to move away from muscle men because they were falling out of popularity and he wanted to focus more on fashion. And that's why the the more bizarre clothing that seems impractical were designed specifically for these characters. And that is one of the interesting parts about it. As it says, this fashion is a big thing because all these characters have clothes that are very fashionable at this point. They're not the... Ugh. How'd that go again? You heard me. The, <laughs> also, there's a bunch of spin-offs of this series, and specifically with Rohan. Like we said in the uh, Cats of the Louvre, there's a spin-off that was commissioned by the Louvre with Rohan visiting the Louvre, because apparently there's a stand user in the Louvre. Of course. Because reasons. <laughs> and also... Um, they also had him visit Gucci because they collaborated with Araki for Gucci because he had Rohan Kabishi going to Gucci to learn about Gucci in the women's fashion magazine Spur. And then another one is, well, there's some other things. The live action movie that was directed by Takeshi Mike is, it's pretty faithful. They do a good job, even though I don't like how um, Koichi looks because Koichi looks more like a a short balding guy instead of the spiky haired cool guy that he becomes anyway so with that in mind um, out of our 5 point rating obviously as you can guess I'm going to give this a really 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 fucking cool if you don't read this now your brain will freeze your eyes will slow up and you'll slow before it's the great Zolmo Gustar it's really awesome it's super fucking violent and it is like, it like, and we're not talking. It's, it's like entertaining and varied, and I think it's really, really, really flipping cool. Also, it, it is. 
JoJo's level of violence. It's no, no longer vampires. Let's be honest, there's no more people getting eaten with finger tentacles. But you do have things, like we said, we have a homicidal maniac who's obsessed with hands. And it's... What he does is... His stand's ability is a little... Because we haven't even talked about what his stand does, but it's, it's, it's gruesome. It's horrific. Yes. And, well... Yeah. If you agree with us or disagree with us, let us know. Email us at sparkin at gmail.com or me personally at .com. Uh We're going to take a little bit of time before we get to part five. Not We're not going to wait ten years for part five and part six because I really want to get to part six because I really do enjoy part six. That's one of my favorite story arcs. I think that's she's that she's probably one of the best main characters. But we got to get through Golden Wind. Uh, yeah. With the only JoJo, which I don't think is officially a JoJo because there's no J. It's a G. So it shouldn't count. It's a J, G, G, not a J. Mm. Is it a GIF or is it a GIF? Well, it's Giorno. So it has the J sound. So it's just more Italian. Italian JoJo as opposed uh, I did not like Giorno. Anyway, but that's that's for the that's for the Golden Wind episode. So uh, if you disagree with us or you like us, email us sparkandgmail.com. Again, I am sorry that we're not gonna be at uh, Anime Boston. It's not happening, but no worries, we'll be at the next con and email us. We'll talk more about that. And so with that in mind It's time to spin that one. That only the love manga. Yes, friends, the wheel of manga. Except no substitute. What is the wheel of manga? The wheel of manga is a wheel of fortune with ten slots. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga tile to each of the ten slots. What we're going to do is we're going to spin that one and only the wheel of manga. Whatever number it lands on, they're reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode three hundred. And 61, and we've got some interesting titles and some terrible titles on here. So let's see what we're going to review if we spin it. That was a pretty good spin. That was good. Number 10. Smoking Parade. Oh, so in the next episode I'm going to be reviewing a manga that was written by the guy who made Dead Man Wonderland. I have no idea what it's about, but I'm kind of intrigued. I actually was hoping for number four, because we've been watching that series, even though it's so strange. Because Murph. I do like Murph. I want, I want, I want shoes like Murph and Cliff to eat, to talk. I wonder if they make them in grown-up sizes. They probably do. Uh, the other option would be uh, oh, number eight, but I hate that series so much. It's a shitty promare. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I could have done uh, number six, but number six, that one, there's a lot of issues behind it because it never really was released over here, but it's really cool because we have it under a different title, under Kimba the White Lion. But I digress. So on the next episode, we're going to be reviewing Smokin' Paradise. I'll let you know how that is in the next episode. Um, we are going to have some other stuff going on because of everything going on with the Bond movies. Don't worry. We're going to be doing some other movie reviews because we have lots of stuff to talk about. And since all the movies are kind of closing now, they postponed all the good stuff. We're probably going to go review some older, weirder movies, some stranger old school movies. Like maybe stuff like He's Just Not Into You or um, some of the old comedies. I like all of them. Because, you know, some people have want us to bring back the motion picture reviews and we're going to bring back a lot of stuff because we have a lot of really fun movies that we can talk about so anyway i guess that's it um with that in mind i'm your host zan i'm greta we're gone so we'll catch you next time keep reading manga and have a great day see you Oh
なる夢が怪しく占う貫くやで試す可能性誤解なんてない生まれる才能「文句なんかやって日常を」